How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Bregman would like to get him to scamper home. Two on, two out. Tenth inning. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Throw by Ethier. Astros win it. A deep dive on baseball. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. The man's a legend. And much more. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? <laughs> the number of beers is actually highly disputed. Some say 50, some said as many as 70 beers. Which is an absolutely insane amount of beer. Nobody can drink that much. Not with an attitude like that. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris. The seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back. Then Mike Lynch. Excuse me, he looks really hot. On 1080 The Fan. Welcome into the Hot Corner. Or it must be Wednesday. It's been a long time since we watched hockey in this in this room, Michael. I apologize, but it is a necessary for a necessary. That's not even a sentence. It is a necessary evil. thing. Well, it's not an evil. I wanted to say evil, but it's not. Right. It, there's it, well, actually, wrong it might be because I'm having a heart attack. But it's a necessary evil for tonight as my New Jersey Devils are down 2-1 to one in the series and are down 2-1 to one in the game. And uh, they are in the third period at home. And they need to win. They have not scored, Joe. Only play that if they score, please. And oh, the Sharks are probably still scoring after winning 8 nothing against the Ducks the other night. And if the the New Jersey Devils advance, they'll play the Portland Winterhawks, correct? Is this how this works? Yeah, and then they'll take them to town because the Winterhawks are not an NHL team. Oh. Yeah. What town will they take them to? Is it like a road trip? Yeah, they're going to take them up to uh, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan? A little ice fishing yep. in America? Well, I mean... No offense, people from Canada, but who wants to go up there? So you take Sas- there. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan? Sas- is that even a town or is that the province? That would be the province, my friend. Is there a city called Saskatchewan? I do not believe so. You know, I'm glad you had a hard time saying that right there because uh, I met a lady a couple weeks ago from Saskatchewan mm-hmm. and I completely embarrassed myself trying to say it. I know how it's to a say it. For, it's tough. Yeah, I know how to say it. I've said it a million times, but for some reason, right there, it got me. Uh, I'm actually pretty decent at geography. Um, I do not believe there is a city called Saskatchewan. I'm really good at geography generally, but I Just in America? Because you're just American, Mike. I said generally. You're not world cultured. I'm pretty good at world geography too, but Canada was one that I generally just didn't pay attention to. I was always confused and frightened by it. By what? The fact that they have 12 provinces instead of 50 states in Puerto Rico and Guam and the Virgin Islands. What is that one that stretches so far north that it literally is nothing but wolves and icebergs? (laughs) Northwest Territory? Yeah. It's pretty easy, Mike. 
that's what it's called. That's pretty cool, <laughs> but crazy at the same time. But I was always a little frightened by the the sheer size of these places. It's like the Northwest Territory is like the size of America. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the population of Wyoming. Yeah. The place is really big. There's the Yukon Territory. There's British Columbia. There's Alberta, Saskatchewan. Isn't there one that's a double name in the Northeast corner too? Like uh, something and something? There's Newfoundland. Okay. There is, um, what is, what else is there? Labrador? No, that's not what it is. Labrador? No, but Manitoba? It's no, La man there's Manitoba, but Labrador, I think, is a, the name of a city. Okay. Uh, we are getting no cool name. we are getting Nova Scotia on the text line five five three zero five. Obviously, there's Ontario, <clears throat> and there's Quebec. Quebec. Um, did I say the Yukon? Yeah, there's the Yukon. Yeah, I think that's all I got. I'm gonna go to the maps because I swear I saw that. Maybe it's an island or something that has that a double name. But uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. Yeah, this I, is important stuff. Okay, I feel pretty good about this. Um, Newfoundland? Oh, it's Newfoundland and Labrador. It, they're together. Yeah. That's, that was the end. So I was, I was right, sort of. I was right. I'm looking at a really old Mikey one. Mikey likes it. Apparently there was a... There's uh, a or, Nunavut. Oh, the political map. Nunavut? That's not a real province. It is labeled. So? <laughs> what do you mean it's not a real province? It's part of Canada. So? It's not a real province. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when did they split that? I don't know. I'm just looking at the map. Don't yell at me. That map is wrong. It's Google Maps. <laughs> Google Maps is wrong. Oh, there's Prince Edward Island. Can't forget that. New Brunswick. There is a city called Labrador, though. I know there is. Well, it's also part of that province. Province, then. All right. Hi. How are we today? I, I've already told you. I'm very stressed. <laughs> I'm very uptight. Yeah? Uh, yeah? Now only seven and a half minutes to go, and we suck on the power play. I, uh... Yeah! I went to game one and two of the Blazer game. I saw that you went to game one. That's pretty cool. How'd you manage that? I got cool people in cool places. Yeah, that does sound like you. I do think it's funny that it's like, of all my friends that know, that love basketball, I'm like the least in love with the NBA, and I've like been to both playoff games. That's probably why we lost. Although, I did get to see one of my favorite point guards of all time play extremely well last night in Rajon Rondo. I like Rondo. I always have. Really? I always have. He's yeah. kind of what? Not a very nice person. I understand that, but he's also a true point guard, and I like true point guards. I grew up with John Stockton and Jason Kidd. I like the way they play basketball. I'm not into this Steph Curry. I just pop threes all day, James Harden, and I'm a point guard. It's just not my thing. Well, you're old school. You're old school Super in old school. everything. Everything, yeah, except for beer. Beer used to suck. Now beer's pretty good. Yeah, but I still feel like you're old school for new school beer. What do you mean? Isn't there like the new trend of like hazy? Oh, yeah. I hate that crap. Yeah. That crap's terrible. And that's that's super new school. Well, so you're unless, still old school. Well, that. unless you want to poop yeast for the next like four days. Mm, thanks for that mental image. Yeah, that Appreciate doesn't it. sound fun. Yeah, I guess so. It yeah. doesn't have a huge load either. That was unnecessary. That was extremely unnecessary. You know, when I first started at this station, I was talking with my mother, and I was like... And she goes, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to try to win this contest and have a radio show. And she was like, really? What's the channel? And I was like, 1080 The Fan. And they're like, number one in town. Their shows are awesome. 
She goes, is that the station with those two guys that just do fart sounds for four hours? And I was like, yeah, mom. A lot of people listen to those guys. <laughs> and yeah. now we have fart sounds. Uh, I don't want fart sounds. Well, I'm, not a, I'm not a fart sound kind of person. That's that's wrong. Why is it wrong? You listen to the fart sounds that's and like the That's their thing, fart man. Sound. That's what they do. I'm just saying, the fact that Joe played it is not the end of the world. I don't know, man. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Ugly duckly. We got a pretty pretty big show today. I guess some things are happening in baseball. Uh, our favorite player of all time, Jose Bautista, found himself a deal somehow. Somebody must have owed him a favor. We'll get to that at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. Can you we believe have... he signed? <laughs> well, I can believe he signed. I'm more frightened by the fact that a team offered him. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that at the 8 o'clock hour. And also at 8.30, we'll do fair or foul. That is a new benchmark for us. We'll be doing that every single week at 8.30. We're going to skip fantasy this week. Although, if you have something and you want to text us on the fan text line, we might be able to sneak it in. Uh, for there are bigger fish to fry this week as... Some new news came down. You can find us on Twitter. Mike's at Mike Lynch 27. I'm at PDD085. You can find our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher. Joe Fish 3FISCH. Harass us. We love it. You can also hit the fan text line 55305. That bad boy lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. Uh, big news coming down over the last few days has pretty much hit all the cycles uh, and all the shows we have here at 1080. But now it's the baseball show's time to take a crack at. Baseball to Portland may have more steam than it's ever had in its entire life, and steam may be an understatement in how this bad boy is going. We'll get to that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Stalling for time here as there's two minutes left in the Devils game and I don't have a co-host right now. No, you got one. Oh, hi. I'll pay attention. Don't worry. Okay. I can do both. I can multitask. I was doing it in the first segment. What? But we don't talk about anything in the first segment, Michael. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of things that need to be laid out for the next hour. Maybe you could spend some time laying out what's happened over the last two days. Oh, so so now I really lose a (laughs) co-host. Uh, in case you've lived in a hole or, you know, you only listen to this fine show every single Wednesday from 7 to 9, uh, some new... Some, I always hate that term, new news. New news. I'm like, some new news. Uh, it's like the new new seasons. That stuff drives me nuts. I love new seasons. Well, I do too, but it's like, you know where the new new seasons is? And I just feel dumb. <laughs> uh, the new news about baseball uh, is... The group that we've heard rumors of, the, the you know, face Mike Barrett group, uh, has met with the city and given them their ideas. I believe they are called the Portland Diamond Project. That is right? correct. Is that what they're called? Yep. Uh, they have shown the city of Portland the two sites that they're interested in to build a major league stadium, uh, which I don't, I don't even know where to start on this. It's, there's just like so much in my brain. Uh, to build a stadium to bring a Major League Baseball team to Portland. Now, over the next hour, basically, we're going to talk about all the different logistics and stuff like that, but it has re-sparked this conversation about this group is fully ready to go uh, to bring 
Major League Baseball to Portland, there's whether it's expansion or relocation ideas, there are the locations on top of it, there are the logistics, there's the group and the money. There's so many factors well, to this, but this is a ball that is 100% rolling right now. Let's start. Empty net goal, yeah. Sorry. Uh, let's start with the locations then. Okay. Because I think that's, at least to me, the most interesting aspect of this is the potential places that this ballpark could be. And that's because I think the ballpark experience is so vital now because of um, just how good the at-home experience is. Mm -hmm. And if you have a great ballpark experience, you will get more fans to go to your games, even if your team's not doing very, very well, which in the case of an expansion team is very likely unless you're the Vegas Golden Knights or in the case of a team being the Rays or the A's coming here might just be because they're not very good teams and they need some time to be rebuilt with new owners and all that. Right. So location is super important to me, and that means two things. It means the stadium, and it also means the stuff around the stadium because you want it to be an experience both when you go to the ballpark and when you leave the ballpark. And I think one thing that's really great about Major League Baseball that lends itself to that experience is you don't need to build a 75,000-seat stadium. No, you know, like an NFL team comes in, an NBA. Well, I mean, how big is the Moda Center? Forty? Uh, sure, I don't know the number, but I can look it up for you. But I mean, like, if you want to bring an NFL team in, that's an that's an insane size stadium with giant parking lots. Nineteen thousand nine hundred. Nineteen thousand. See, that's awesome, and that's what's great about baseball and basketball. Is I didn't know that's small. You can kind of bring in this stadium and kind of, if you find the right area, you can kind of plop it in. You yep. don't need this mass amount of area. Well, they, they already announced it's going to be a 32,000-seat stadium. That's I love it. In the plan, which would be the second smallest behind Tropicana Field, which is fine. I love because, it. Because uh, according to Major League Baseball. Sell it out every night. Reports from Major League Baseball is they want a Timbers-like atmosphere where it's small, it's intimate, and they can load it up every night and just have a fun experience. So that plus building up the area I think is going to be huge because I don't know. I wasn't here for this, but I've heard about it. The jump town thing that happened with the Blazers where they wanted to create a whole area over in the Rose Quarter that was mm -hmm. just a place to be outside of games. Yep. How'd that work out? E uh, the, the Rose Quarter is not a place to be outside of games. No. Uh, nope. You either go up to Mississippi or yep. you go down Burnside a bit till you get to some of the restaurants down there, but you're not st you're not sticking anywhere near the Moda Center. No, I'm not hanging out at the Moda Center. Uh, I do find it odd that it take that Major League Baseball is better at understanding how important the Timbers are to this city as opposed to a lot of our local people that don't realize how important the Timbers are to this city. I just think they like the idea of of that kind of a fan base, which is a right. a well known fan base across soccer circles at least. It but is the fan base in America. Nope. But it is no. a very good one. What's number one? You just saying? See, you're just dismissing it. Well, no, but there's so, there's there's a lot of great. I, I'm not prepared to say yes yet. Okay, I would need to think about it. You can't just throw that on me with it, all willy nilly. Um, but so that's why the location is so important to me. And the two places that they decided to, or that they announced that they've already put bids in to purchase is the Portland Public Schools building, which is just north of the Moda Center and right on the Willamette. Be right there, right off Interstate Avenue. Yep, and there's nothing there. That whole area is kind of, like we just mentioned, the Rose Quarter's not great. North Interstate, it's industrial and kind of nasty. Yeah, I live up there. If you know 
like the Widmere building down there. It's right around that area. There's not a lot going on over there. There's a lot of, there's that one big factory right on the water, but there's also a lot of just like lots that are filled with stuff. It's not a lot going on down there. So you plop it in there, you build up the area, and all of a sudden that might even bleed into the Rose Quarter and make that nice a nicer area as well to go to to hang out. Well, that would probably be, that would probably help push them into their goal of making, I mean, maybe not call it jump town, but making jump town actually something. Yes. If you add another stadium there, so you've got Winterhawks at Veterans, you've got the Portland Mavericks, we're going to call them for now, in the stadium there, and then the Blazers here. Like, that could be really rad. That would be All really cool. All three of them could play at the same time in theory. Oh my god, the traffic and parking of that would be a disaster, but that's Bro. that's a, that's a good problem to have, in my opinion. Bro, the Max goes right through there. <laughs> right. It's like the main hub. <laughs> uh, I know, but nobody takes the Max. Um, and then the second location was second location scares the bejesus out of me just because of the the, the profession I have outside of this yeah, building. Yeah, the the closeness to your current yes. job. Oh goodness. Um it is I might just move down there. On Northwest Vaughn and Northwest 25th, mm-hmm. uh right next to the Esco factory, so they were going to purchase that or not a factory, Esco Corporation. That and then a lot adjacent to it, which if you look at Google Maps, it looks almost like a train yard is right behind it, pretty open. Um and that to me is basically Montgomery Park. Yeah, that's Montgomery Park. Uh slightly like to the right of it, but mm-hmm. in that area. Um that to me is a better location in terms of stuff around it. It's right near 23rd. There's a lot of stuff to do right around that area. And that north end of 23rd. So the south end of 23rd, like Burnside, Cooch, uh, all the way down to like Gleason and Everett. I would say like that kind of area has been solidified. You know, we call that trendy third, you know, or whatever. Growing up, that was always the hotspot, but as you head north, it kind of would go down a little bit, uh, and they're definitely putting a ton of money into that area. Oh, yeah. It's going all the way up past... Um, if you're a beer kid, there's a new Great Notion being built down there. Yeah, um, basically all the way up to Vaughn. It's being built yep, up on 23rd. Yep. But once you get to Vaughn, north of that, it's kind of... Mm, a it kind of goes back to industrial. Kind of yep. wasteland down there. Port, so, kind of port life. Yeah. And that... So that area could certainly use with some sprucing or or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I like that area for their stuff being around there to do, but that would not give you the same kind of right on the water view. Now, the, the Columbia is, is that the Columbia right there? The Willamette. Is that the Willamette up there? Um, you non-locals. Well, I just, I can't remember where, it, with you. where yeah. it touched. Columbia is the border of Washington and Oregon. Willamette's downtown. Right, I know. I was just confused about where that was in relation to the Vancouver Bridge. Anyway. You're close-ish to the water, but mm-hmm. not right on the water, which I would not like. I, w- I, w- I want kind of an AT&T park feel if we right. get that. If we if you can, you might as well. And that would be, or the, the PNC park feel, and that would be the Portland Public Schools building. It's just not as nice of an area yet. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think the location thing is so important because it gives you something stable to say we could envision a ballpark going right there. I'm one of these people that I love the Northwest idea. I love it a lot just because that neighborhood's really coming around in terms of, I mean, it's always been a great place to live, but there hasn't always been great stuff to do down there. And it's also one of the original ballparks in Portland was down there, hence why that neighborhood's called Slabtown, because that was one of the first baseball stadiums built in Portland was in that area. So I do kind of like that, you know, you know me, I'm a history nostalgia yeah, kind of guy. I really like that concept. In a neighborhood that's up and coming, it could do wonders. Plus, the company that I work for would 
Yeah, do you really well. You would just do really well down there. But uh, but uh, I think I'm with you. I mean, the Portland Public School headquarters, that's, I think, where I would want it just because I want that water view. And you could have the city skyline view. It's you'd sort have, of. You'd I mean, have the skyline view. You'd be closer to the river. I think they could figure out parking a little bit better. Parking, I know I, I'm not someone that gets up in arms about parking, but I know it's like outside of the weather, the trendy, like, water cooler topic. Man, parking really sucks. And it's like, well, parking sucks everywhere, dude. Uh, but it would be a nightmare down there. I'm not against parking a farther away and walking to the arena. I'm not either, but a lot of people are lazy. I used to work in Lake Oswego. Um, I would love it if they had it on the water, though. Plus that Portland Public School headquarters, like, if you think Portland Public Schools suck, you should see it at the PPS headquarters. It's not like some fancy new place. Like, let's maybe get these guys into a nicer place, tear well, I mean, down that... that They were going to tear it down anyway. That S-hole and, uh, and put a baseball stadium there. Plus, I live in North Portland, so I could just, like, hop, skip, jump. And I think the fact that both of these pieces of land, or parcels of land, I guess, as they're officially called, uh, are downtown. Uh, I, I would... Because I live in the burbs, I would not be opposed to a western burb right. stadium for Well, because that's what me. I always thought. I always thought it'd be out in Beaverton, Tigard, Gresham, Tualatin. Yeah. I, you know, I even thought Vancouver could have been on the on the board. Could you imagine just the just for space? Ugh. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah. So, I, like, I for me, selfishly, that'd be fun. But in terms of having an atmosphere that people want to go to every day, I think it's vital to be downtown and. I think it would be a huge boon to either area that it goes into to creating that space. Now, the proposal didn't just say they wanted to build a stadium. They wanted to also build housing, and they also had some sort of a plan in there about helping the homeless problem. So basically what they're trying to do is all of the problems that Portland is facing, not a lot of housing, homeless problem, et cetera, they're trying to help the city with that while also – selling themselves as being a baseball stadium. I think the I think the the really cool thing that we have to remember and I you know we're seeing this on the text line 55305 people kind of saying, "Oh, I'd rather it be here, I'd rather it be there." And and I think all of your arguments are are completely valid and justified. I think at the end of the day this is a win-win. If these are the two spots, you know, I might like the PPS spot more and Mike might like the ESCO spot more, but at the end of the day we're if, if a stadium were to land in one of those spaces, it's a win for Portland. Absolutely. Big time. Well, I think so. I think there's a lot of people who... Because I mean, there's we, just nowhere else. If you want it to be in the city, well, there's yeah, just yeah. nowhere else to do it. This is a whole different segment, which you I'm sure You want to go we'll out to about. 182nd? No. Like, I don't want to do that. No. I, I'm just saying, I think there's a lot of people in the city who generally don't care about sports and say, why are you going to spend all this money? And I, this is a whole other segment, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get to it, mm-hmm. but... Those people will not want this. No. They will not view this as good for the city, even though, even for those people, I think it still would be good for the city. Just, they might not care, but it would be a a boost to the economy as well as to a certain neighborhood and potentially beyond that. Yeah. Oh, the ripple effect is big. That whole north section of Northwest 23rd, the northern spot part of it, like from where it is now all the way to the water... There's nothing. Yeah. It's just industrial. Mm -hmm. And if you look at what's already happened from Quimby to Vaughn, where they've been building it up, it's really, really nice now. There's the new baseballism over there. There's the break side over there. There's the new seasons over there. You said they're building the Great Notion over there. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And there's, there's, there's new, a there's bunch new, of great new restaurants well, yep. and, and bars on 23rd in that spot. St. Jack is out there, which is mm-hmm. a good restaurant. Um, there's new apartments going up over there. So it's tons of new apartments. It's just helping grow an area that was essentially empty minus a couple of cool places. Like Lompoc's been there for a while, but, um, you know, there's just getting more people to go there now because more people are going that far down 23rd. So if you extend that all the way into the Vaughn and up beyond, imagine how popping that neighborhood would be. Yeah, coming in, fan text line 55305. One of our hardcore listeners, RJ, here writes in, it's an absolute win-win, can't bleep and wait. I mean, that's... Let's not, don't get your hopes up yet, RJ. We know what the city well, can but, do to but, these hey, kind of but, things. Hey, Michael, <laughs> RJ and I are optimistic. I am okay? optimistic too, but I'm just saying... Don't don't look at it as, as a sure thing. Don't take the be careful. Don't take the Devils losing tonight to root against the Portland Mavericks. I would never. Okay. Unless they were playing the Yankees. We should probably get it. We should probably get into some more logistics stuff on this. Let's talk about the group okay. that's backing this and the money aspect because I think that is. I think. Dirt and Sprague saw that today. I think you guys probably saw it today on primetime that that's usually the first thing that people pop into their head. Who's going to pay for this? Public funding is a no-no here. Who's going to pay for this? Uh, So we'll do that next. We're talking baseball to Portland. Uh, We'll talk about the group, the money. There's some people you know, and there's some interesting things. I really suggest you you take a listen to this, not just for our sake, but for the actual proposal to understand what we're really getting into. We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner. But first, here's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 7.37 here, Portland sports leader, 1080 The Fan, Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris, Joe Fisher here with you. Chatting a little bit about uh, Major League Baseball, the Portland. Boy, it sure has, uh, uh, what uh, What do you guys call it? My, my sports pants sure are tight. Yes, your sports pants runneth over. My sports pants runneth over with this. I mean, this is a really cool thing, and I'm really pumped about it. We for the kinda... first time, I mean, again, I haven't been here for forever, but I, I I, remember hearing talk about how every time this has come up in the past, outside of the Expos, it's been kind of like a ha-ha, nice, nice news story. Yeah, okay, cute. That's not going to happen. Quit teasing me. But there was a whole, like, a grant given to the state, or was that what it's a grant mm-hmm. given to the state for a stadium? One hundred fifty million back when the Expos were moving, who eventually went to Washington D.C. Um, D.C. I suppose. And since then, it's just been a lot of like empty, empty gestures, mm-hmm. right? But now there's a group behind it. They seem serious. There's one big local name in it. Although he's not much of a big player outside of being a voice, from what from what I can, I'm guessing that's what I guess too. But he's a great face. Yeah, he is the face that that Portland sports fans like. And then, you know, I'm not sure about all the guys in the group, but we heard the ex Nike exec is in it, and you know, you hear that and you're like, okay, a guy who was at Nike for a long time understands business, understands growing business, etc. You know, so you start to kind of see that, and you're like, wow. This is uh this is getting pretty exciting, but you know, Mike Barrett being the voice of it, the face of it, it's perfect. Well, right, and I mean, you know, he's Portland sports fans love Mike Barrett, love Mike Barrett. Um, and if we were to get a, a baseball team, I mean, you have to imagine he's your TV guy, right? 
I would imagine that is part of his being part <laughs> of the group. I'm going to go on a limb and say that that's part of why he's involved in this. Yes. Uh, and I just love, I love the concept from it. And we don't really know, as far as the money details go in a little more than that, um, the rumor is, I don't know how much, I've kind of listened to stuff, read some pieces here and there. It sounds like outside of that 150 mil, they're going to try to privately fund this whole thing. I think it's most of. I haven't seen fully privately funded, like but they, I'm, they might want to get a little extra on top of 150 mil. Well, I I just think that if you think about it, even even if all these guys are super rich people, uh, some of them are apparently Bay Area guys, and it's still hard to pull a billion dollars together to build. Yeah, a that's a lot. And I mean, you got the the trust or the, the grant money, mm-hmm. which will help as well. Um, so I think they're going to try to make it fully privately funded. But is it? Is it a deal breaker if it's a, if it's like a five percent publicly funded? Mm-hmm. Does the word do the words publicly funded scare off Portland voters enough, even if it's the most minimum amount, to shut this whole thing down? And that that's where I think that's what I think makes me nervous um, is that this group seems solid. There's a lot of people in it from from what we can gather, or at least a decent amount of people in it. There seems to be a lot of money in it, and it seems like it could work. But what is this city known for? Not wanting to spend any money on anything yeah. <laughs> ever. <laughs> and, and we always laugh about the uh, Portland city, like work vehicles that drive around. They have the little, the little uh, tagline on it. The city that works. And we like to say the city that works on everything at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good one. But, you know, people here, and this is not everybody, of course, but there is a, there's a general vibe about the city of Portland that says, we are a different city. Why are you shoving sports down our throat? We've got our team or two teams, depending who you are. We have and, teams. Well, and those the people, revolution starts with us, Michael. Those people might not even care about sports. Well, it's and funny. Like Timbers fans are diehard Timbers fans and soccer fans could give two S's about any other sport. Yep. Like, those guys don't even listen to Sports Talk Radio. I mean, I'm sure there's some of you out there right now listening that are diehard Timbers fans, but if if uh, Providence Park seats 30,000 people, I bet you 30 of you listen to Sports Talk Radio. Probably. But that group of people doesn't give a rip about MLB. They don't care about more sports. They don't view it as, look at all of the other benefits it could bring. They view it as money out of their pockets, if it's probably funded at all, going to something they don't care about that's going to cause more traffic, that's going to cause more parking issues in that area, wherever it's built, and that's going to cause a headache for them. Even if even if the city benefits greatly mm-hmm. and it, it gives money to the city that allows for them to help fix the homeless problem right. or help build even more housing because I know they're trying and this just a shortage because people keep moving here or whatever other myriad of things that they want to work on in, in city hall. They're not going to look at it like that. They're going to say, this is not, this is my money going to something I don't care about. Right. And that I think is a fairly significant portion of Portland voters. I think so too. And I think they have every right to feel that way. Of course. But for those of us who are big sports fans, we're looking at it and going, well, can't you just see the benefits without looking at the negative of the sports? You don't care. Can't you see what it will do to the city even without that? Yeah, it's not all sports. And, you know, it's a little frustrating, but you're right. They have their every right to believe that. They have every right to vote however they want to do. It's just that's the kind of vibe I get about a lot of Portland residents. That's fine. That's that's kind of what makes Portland a unique, interesting city. But 
Um, if there's no public funding, then I don't, how would you vote to shut this down? You're not paying anything for it. It's just benefits. Minus, yeah. I guess, traffic is a negative, sure. Well, and, but, and I also want to, well, traffic in this town already sucks and it's not getting any better. Like, because they don't want to build any more roads. Yeah, what happens if it gets worse? Well, it can't really get worse. So your 30-minute commute is now 32 minutes. Okay, listen to Isaac and Suk, you'll be fine. Um, what I'd really like to see is some hard data. Uh, I believe Safeco was publicly funded, like a, a, a giant portion of it. I'd really like to see how much each household is the average household is actually paying extra a year for that? Yeah, I have no. Yeah, it's would, like it's. I I would have no. I idea. would be What's shocked. What's the population of Portland? Yeah, yeah. It'd be like I I I don't know. We're like three hundred thousand, something like that. I would be shocked if it's like yeah, we have a new uh, we have a new stadium coming in, and we need some public financing for this. By the way, at the end of the year, you're going to pay two thousand dollars more in taxes for it. It's like that's not really how it's going to go down. No. It's a small amount. I mean, sure, it's higher taxes. I get it, guys. I get we don't like paying taxes. But at the end of the day, our country was built by a bunch of people that didn't want to pay taxes. And then they realized, holy crap, we have to pay taxes. It's just how stuff works. Estimated population of 639,000 now. Oh, dang. So, whoops. <coughs> yeah, 639,000 with uh, the Portland metropolitan area being two point. Four million people. Um, yeah, so spread over six hundred thirty-nine thousand people because the city of Portland residents would be paying the taxes. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much that would be, but it can't be that much. I would imagine it's not a lot. Plus, I don't even pay taxes. I have this rule: if the president doesn't pay taxes, I don't pay taxes. So, mm -hmm. like, I don't even have to pay for the stadium. I probably shouldn't say that on the radio. I'm just joking. I know you are, but I'm <laughs> probably shouldn't, still probably shouldn't say it on the radio. Why not? Everyone's <laughs> thinking the same IRS thing. IRS comes knocking at your door. <laughs> well, audit time! Audit time. <laughs> you know, we're pretty sure that four years ago you were serving tables in, in Pullman, Washington. We're going to need... Uh, we're going to need an extra 200 bucks from you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you skated that one that one time. Um, but oh, your yeah. band played a show and you didn't file taxes on that? We're going to need six bucks from that show. So the best part about being poor i'm super take that much from me <laughs> i'm super excited about this i think this is flying in the right direction i think there's a lot of positive momentum but there is that one worry is does the city of portland screw it up yep. in some way shape or form and uh and I, I feel like that could happen because it just feels like that's something they would do boy i hope not if, if the city of portland got a baseball team i would never leave this city ever again like not even like for vacation, I just stay here. <laughs> just stay at hotels around town. It'd be like off season. You just go like sit outside the ballpark and look at it. Yeah, read the paper, feed the birds. <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> we did have a text that come that came in and said, "The very serious question here is if you've been a fan of another team diehard for a very long time, if a team gets created in Portland or moves to Portland, what's your opinion of switching alliances?" Ah. We'll get to that next. Okay. This is Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I have a pretty solid feeling we might just do the whole show on this, although I do want a chance to jab Jose Bautista 
Joey Miners. Is that what you were calling him, Joe? Joey Triple A. Batista. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know. Did you like my uh, uh, Joey Three Bag? I didn't get it. To be oh, honest. you didn't get it? Nah, I was trying to do D Bag. Oh. But because he was playing the Three Bag. Third oh, base. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. A little bit yeah. of a reach. But. Yeah, that joke sucked. So we'll try to do that in the second hour. We'll have fair or foul at 8.30 as well. Uh, we're skipping fantasy this week, but uh, if you got anything, shoot us on the text message and text line 55305, and we'll at least shoot you something back. Try to give you a little hope out if you need something. More of the story with fantasy, I can do it in one one sentence right now. Don't panic. Yeah. That's it. Relax. Just chill. Aaron Rodgers would say relax. Uh, yeah, I'm totally down with doing the whole show on this if it stretches that long. I'm, I Minus fair or foul, which I do want to do, but... I'm totally down. I think we have the opportunity. I mean, this is a pretty big deal. It's a big deal, and it's really exciting. And, like, isn't isn't there something inside of you deep down in your inner regions that feels like something is missing from the city because you can't go to baseball games in the summer? Yeah. It in the beautiful weather. Drives me nuts. It's Saturday afternoon. It's 4 p.m. You know how many times? And there's not a Portland Mavericks versus a Seattle Mariners game going on. At- oh, dude, I love that you're on board with this. Is everyone else on board with this Portland Maverick thing? I mean, yeah. Not to derail us because yeah. I liked where you were going. I think for, the again, the historical aspect of it, yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, man, it drives me nuts. Like, the, the Mariners are notorious for playing Wednesday games in Safeco at, like, 1 o'clock. I have Wednesdays off because I have this show at seven. Are you telling me in a, in a perfect world, unless I was working for the team, I could go to the baseball game for like three hours and then do a show on my day off? That would be the greatest day ever. It'd be great, but, and you'd have like the at the ballpark reaction to the game. Yeah, that would be the most awesome thing ever. Or even if you like, like think about all the restaurants and and all the service industry people in this town. It'd be a Thursday. You don't work till five, and there's a eleven forty five game. Yeah, I'm going to the game before I go to work. You bet your sweet bottom dollar I'm going to that game. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome, and especially in a in a smaller city like Portland, and and there's many of these in baseball. It's weird for me because growing up in where I did, it was a little bit of a hassle to go to Yankee games because I grew up in North Jersey. And so you had to cross the bridge or take the tunnel to get into the city. And then you had to get to the Bronx and then go to the game. And my dad and I had partial season tickets for a couple of years, like 15 games. And we'd go, but it would always be like two hours of traffic. And then you're leaving the game and you're trying to find park. It's like, it's, it's a hassle, but it sounds like a nightmare, but in a smaller city for most people who live in the area, it's fairly reasonable to get to that spot in a decent amount of time and then be able to get home in a decent amount of time, at least in my opinion. It's just different in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that kind of boosted a little bit too. You know, it's it would it would help more people going to the game just to walk in because it's like, oh, I'm near the stadium. Let's go, you know? I'm, I'm all in. Uh, which brings, and this has been coming up on the fan text line 55305 for a while, and we'll get into this real quickly. Because uh, I think, Mike, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this, and you and I kind of agree for the most part. Uh, comes in, I have a legitimate question. If you're a loyal sports fan of a certain team and you don't have that sport in your city, but then get a team in your city, are you allowed to change your sports fandom? Or does that make you a bandwagon fan? First things first, the bandwagon is not 
an appropriate term for this because bandwagon is when you jump on a team when they get good. This would be jumping on a new team. Like you can jump. If you become an Oregon State Beavers fan tomorrow, you're not jumping on the bandwagon because their football team is not so good. So that's not a bandwagon. If you're like, I'm a Duck fan now, which 90% of Duck fans are in this city, you're a bandwagon fan. Um, But back to can you jump ship? The answer to me is absolutely. I think so too. I think that's a free pass to switch allegiances because it's all of a sudden your city's team. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that doesn't mean you have to if you are a Cleveland Indians fan. You're not going to become a Portland Mavericks fan. You'll pull for them unless they're playing your team, right? I don't know, man. Oh, you might switch. I think as this is getting real, like I'm starting to like waffle. Because you're kind of diehard. I'm pretty diehard Cleveland as we're watching the Indians right now. But uh, I don't know, man. Okay. Well, then there you go. That's that's even more proof to the point that a person who is as diehard as you are about a team. And really, you you don't have much of a connection to them outside of just liking them. Yeah, outside of being a kid and not understanding minor leagues. Um. You even would switch allegiances. I think so. I mean, I think in a dream world, the only thing that would keep me an Indians fan through and through diehard was maybe if you were to, if you were somebody out there that was a a New York Yankee fan, a Boston Red Sox fan, LA Dodger fan. I think if you started working for the team, whether it was in media or in operations or something like that, because especially in media, because you want to seem unbiased. I think then you could hold on to your team pretty easily. So it's like, Mike, if you if it's Mike Barrett and Mike Lynch on TV, you can still be a Yankee fan, a diehard Yankee fan, because now you're not as biased. You can still have kind of a partial yeah. to the whole thing to where if you're not working for them, I just, I don't, I grew up in Spokane, okay? I was never a Sonics fan. Seattle is 300 miles away. So I was like, why am I a Sonics fan? I'm not from Seattle. And when I moved to Vancouver, I became a Blazer fan because at least that city is across the river, you know, and that is local. And that's when I became a Blazer fan because I was a Pacer fan as a kid because I loved Reggie Miller because I didn't have a basketball team in Spokane. But when I moved to Vancouver, there was a basketball team in Portland and I became a Blazer fan. I think it works just like that. I'd become a Mavericks fan. I think I'd become a pretty diehard Mavericks fan. Okay, that's cool. And you'd, you'd uh, totally the Indians be would always to be always have a spot in my heart. Uh, I would go to every single Indians game that they came into town. I would still root for them to win World Series and do that stuff. But it's like like I grew up a Zags fan. I grew up a diehard Zags fan. But then I went to Wazoo, and it's go Cougs for life. But when the Cougs aren't playing the Zags, I root for the Zags. I understand. I understand. I think that... Uh, what about you? Would you leave the Yanks? No. Yeah, I know you wouldn't. There's no way. But... But you're from there. Yeah, I'm. that is where I am from. Yeah. And it, that that's why the question is, you're rooting for a team that's outside of your city that doesn't have a team. I'm rooting for a team that I grew up watching. Right. That was... I went... I had partial season tickets to that I'm a diehard of. I'm not switching. But... If I grew up in a city, if I grew up here and I was a Yankee fan, then yeah, I'd probably switch because then Portland has a team, mm-hmm. and that'd be that'd be the big difference. Uh, fan text line: Okay to switch, especially if you intend to stay in PDX for life. 
Um, I've already talked to my family about going in on Portland Mavericks season ticket. I love that. Uh, even the texts are like Portland Mavericks in. I'm so in on this. I'm dying for that team to come here. I figure I've wasted 35 years of my life being a Mariners fan. I'm ready for a clean slate as a Portland fan. I bet you we see a lot of those. I bet you see a lot of people in this town that grew up Mariners fans that are like, yeah, I'm a Portland fan now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to bail on that. Well, John, even John, even John, we asked him on the show yesterday and he goes, you know, I had a conversation with my buddy about it and there's a lot of things going on with that. Even John really would consider switching, it sounds what? like, if Portland got a team. It, now, I'm not going to put words in his mouth because he didn't say yes or no. I think he would very seriously think about it. Wow. But that, to me, blows my mind, knowing his religious addiction to the Seattle Mariners. That's crazy. Well, when we come back, I want to keep talking about this. I want to get into the conversation of, let's look at this from Major League Baseball standpoint and how they view this. Not just the fact we kind of know that they want to be in Portland, but there's some other stuff that factor into this equation as well. And we'll do that next. Eight o'clock coming up, top of the hour. We'll do that next. Harrison Lynch, 1080 The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.